Maya, I'm worried. This could be the beginning of the end. Even if the rapture comes tonight, you got to go. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the four of us. I mean, we're drifting apart. You move way out here to the boonies, and Tony's got a kid. Joan's gone all A-list and doesn't have any time for us. Please, bonk Joan. See, see that right there? We're drifting apart. How did it get to this? When did I miss? Lynn, what the hell are you talking about? <clears throat> the moment you slipped away. What did I say? Lynn, you know what? I don't care how drunk you are. You're going home. <laughs> To another episode of Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriends Podcast. We got a hot one today. Whew. This episode was fire. It's called Party Over Here, original air date 5-8-2006, written by Mara Brock Akil. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And Etsy, you, I'm pretty sure you can tell this was written by Mara. Mmm, it was so good. It had to be. It had to be. Um, so we'll get into that. But first, I want to just do some housekeeping stuff and let everybody know what's going on. <laughs> uh, first off, after this episode, well, after the end of the season, we'll be going on a one-month hiatus to clear our minds and take a rest from the podcast before we get into season seven. Right, Etsy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's much needed. Much needed. Um, and today, we have a special guest. We have a fan who hit me up on TikTok, our first TikTok reach out. So that, that's <laughs> awesome. Jasmine White, thank you for coming on the show. Woo! All right, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. So you make videos about girlfriends. I saw those videos, they're amazing. I love your takes. What made you want to do that? Because when I'm watching girlfriends, I have so many feelings, so many emotions, and nobody to talk about it with. Besides the TikTok fans, my boyfriend don't want to hear about it. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, let me record it and see what TikTok thinks. Yeah. So, started recording and putting it up there. Yeah, your your takes uh, were very similar to ours. I think you were, there was an episode where you were talking about uh, where Maya had to get her fibroid surgery and was begging Joan to be there. And mm-hmm. Darnell wasn't there. And it's right, like, why do you care man? so much about the girls being there when your man ain't even there? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was one of our, our things that we, we aligned on. So what girlfriend would describe you or what hybrid of girlfriends would describe you? And for purposes of this episode and this show, William is a girlfriend. William is definitely a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say personality-wise, as far as being outgoing, outspoken, and open, it would be Maya. But I'm also like a mixture between Maya and Tony because I can't be a little bougie sometimes. Um, yeah. And I'm very direct and straightforward. I would say Maya kind of says things kind of on the slide. Tony's like, oh, no, I feel this way. So like a mixture between both, I would yeah. say. I never thought of that. They are kind of two wings on the same bird, but those wings are slightly different they Mm -hmm. do say those things but maya is a little more she'll hide it in a little comedy Mm -hmm. Um, and tony is a lot more direct about it that's that's interesting so how long you been watching girlfriends um so i would watch since i was a kid like with my mama but as (laughs) i got older and i see it was on i haven't seen it in years until they put it back on netflix during um, the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so when i started watching it again i was like it was in a different mind frame because I'm older right. and it became my comfort show. And so once I get to season seven, I don't know it's season eight and you can probably uh, understand why because my girl ain't on there. So <laughs> three of them don't work. It's tough. <laughs> once I get to season seven, I'll start watching it again at season one. And so it's just like a comfort show for me. And every time I watch it, I find different things that I didn't touch on or I didn't see before. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about the fact that nobody really acknowledges season seven and eight. Like, I know. what will our listenership do? Because Tony's not there. Um, and a lot of people just be like, hey, I don't even watch it. I just stop right there. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll still do the show. I'm just saying, I don't know who's going to be listening, but yeah. um, we'll do our best here. So Etsy, what did you think of the episode? I know you're, this is all relatively fresh for you. 
it is fresh. I was like, uh-uh, not Derek getting a chance to say what he say. Ugh, oh, we hate an incel. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, God, it's like, I don't know, because you know how I feel about Joan's hot girl era. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, it's, it's hit or miss for me. A lot of misses because... She's really not herself and she really treats her friends really bad. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that she's getting success. Like that ain't the point. But come on now, Joan. Mm-hmm. The way she treats her friends behind all these dudes and this fame and whatever is just it kills me. What do you think, Jasmine, about her hot girl era? People like to say, Oh, well, finally Tony's been doing it, but that's the thing. Tony's been like that from jump from day one. Mm-hmm. So when Joan does it, it irritates my soul because that's not who you are. Okay, you're getting all this attention, and if you, you know, people that have been watching since season one, Joe is an attention seeker. So once she got all that attention, she did not know what to do with it. I hate her hot girl era because, please, you're like the mom. Mm-hmm. Be so real. Yeah, be a hot girl, but the way she attacks her friends with these little sly comments and shit, be like, hold mm-hmm. the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like she realizes what she's saying. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, you know, um, a part in this episode where I'm like, oh, here we go. But let's get into this episode, the cold open. Etsy, it's all you. You got this? Yeah, so we got Maya, we got Darnell. They're making out on a new kitchen, the new house that they're bored or whatever. Is that where it starts? Because I got um, mediation. Oh, mediation is after. Mediation is after. Is that the, hot. That's not the cold open? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead with the cold open. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a court mediation with Tony Top, but go ahead. Jabarbar comes down there like, oh my God, what is that outside? Mom, Dad, we can't live here. There's a whole pack of crack dogs outside. What he talking about? Boy, we're in the boonies now. Those are coyotes. Uh-uh-uh, Darnell, that may be, but they do look a little cracked out to me. Um, Jabari, hide the DVD player. But then it gets into the, the theme song. Then we get Tony and Todd in the mediation. Cool. So they're having a meeting about settling out of court so they don't have to go to trial. But Todd and Tony don't look like they're willing to make an out of court agreement. Mm-hmm. So the lady decides to go to lunch. They're not saying anything. Um, the lady schedules court for the next morning. 9 a.m. Main floor. Courtroom 103. That is very important. So they get up and leave and walk out of the room. And we see like... It looks like an episode of Law and Order, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When they walk out, we, I even know that they had... It feels like for the finales, they bring out the budget. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem that way? Mm-hmm. All types of different sets and sceneries. I'm like, ooh. More extras. Ooh, things like that. drama. Yeah, I like it. And I don't know if it looked... Did it look like you could see the walls? Like it was... um that the walls were fake did anybody notice that <laughs> it looked like they had it panned out too far out they need to zoom in yeah, a little bit <laughs> like it was too widescreen <laughs> i don't know if i was going to notice that but they walk out to the hallway and tony says todd do you have anything to say he says no he keeps trying to walk away from her and when she touches his shoulder did you notice how he backed away like mm-hmm. he was kind of like like, uh-uh. like don't touch me like her hands were filthy like okay petty boots okay sassy she's giving racism a little bit (laughs) oh jasmine what do you think of the situation with tony and todd who's right who's wrong who's worse um i will say tony was a first time okay and postpartum is a thing and Todd was very insensitive to the fact that she was going to postpartum, even though they never said deliberately that she was going to postpartum. But that's what it looked like. And he's a doctor. Right, he's a doctor. Come on, dude. <laughs> but I can see at the same time why Todd would be worried for the safety of his child, too. Because they are split, he's not able to be with his child every single day. So that nurturing touch that usually mothers have she doesn't have at that moment because she's going to postpartum depression so i wouldn't say that todd necessarily right but i wouldn't think necessarily wrong either i think the way he went about it was wrong but i feel where his concern is coming from 
And yeah. on Tony, Tony's never been a big communicator, for one. But on Tony's end, seeing that you have a child, um, kind of communicate that you you go up to some rent out, and maybe it would have been handled a little differently. Mm-hmm. But even yeah. then, again, you know, when you go into postpartum, you have no idea what's going on. You just know you're not yourself. So right, and it would have been great because a lot of times, yeah, first time moms don't know what's going on. But it would have really been like um, it's a benefit to have a husband slash baby daddy who's a doctor who would probably know this stuff right. and know how to, you know, what's going on with it and point it out because she can't. But for some reason, I guess they didn't write that into the show. <laughs> I don't know why. They want us to hate Todd for whatever reason. I think they want us to see a softer side of Tony. I mean, they want us to show some type of um, softness for Tony after having that baby because everything she went through during her pregnancy. They want us to see, okay, she's still a woman. You know, she's not. Yeah. Tough person that you know might think she is she's still a woman so they didn't i don't think the delivery wanted to tell us that she had postpartum i think it was kind of up to the viewers to figure out you know that's what was wrong with her yeah you know early 2000s though i don't even know if they would if a lot of people would have clocked it like that i feel like the stuff with like postpartum and even certain mental health things is more prevalent now learning about it mm-hmm. i think early 2000s a lot of people probably wouldn't have clocked that in that same way it's like similar to that um so that episode of Insecure, when who was it that had the episode where she like completely just disappeared? It was Amanda Seals' character. Yeah, I know what episode you're talking about. Yeah, um, where she they had to go find her. Yeah, was, but they they had ex- explicitly talked about it. Yeah, it they had explicitly talked about it. I think that um, because it's such a hot topic now, they could just put it in there as yes, this is what uh, postpartum depression can look like. But again, this yeah. is mm-hmm. like the early 2000s. So they kind of want to talk about it, but not really, but not seem too progressive, preachy. preachy. Yeah, at that time. Because yeah. that's just the You're time. Like, it's a sitcom. We're supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we can't go into that. <laughs> yeah. So we're back with uh, Tony and Todd. And he, she asked him, like, are you going to use that assault charge against me? And he's like, wouldn't you? I'm like, Nah. No, nigga. You was trying to you was trying to protect your child. Like. Yeah, it was a crime of passion. Um, right. She's like, no, I wouldn't do that to you because I understand that you were beating down that carjacking bitch who endangered Morgan. And she says, whatever you say about me in that courtroom, you'll have to explain to your daughter later. Man. And he gives her a look and then walks off. Now we get an abridged version of the theme song. That's what I have here. I mm-hmm. just checked on Netflix. There's no cold open that you explained. <laughs> it's not there. Well, Netflix might have an edited version because yeah, where, yeah, did, where did this I'm come from it. then? Netflix, let's no, get no, it together. I, it's funny because I know what you're talking about. That sounds familiar. Netflix what you're does saying. that. They, a lot of the shows do have an edited version where some stuff you remember, yeah. it's like not there anymore on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just checked. It, it starts right in the court stuff. So Not the think thing clock in Netflix. I hate that Whenever, I don't know why they would take that out, though. That wasn't even a bad scene of them I mean, making out on the... That and it goes into the scene at the end, like the later scene. There's a connection, so why would you take it out? Whatever. Yeah, I didn't feel like when I got there, anything was missing. Like, I didn't it wasn't anything because the one the part in the middle where he's in the bathroom and she's like he's been in the bathroom all day or whatever Mm -hmm. that kind of foreshadows what's going on with him Mm -hmm. um we see maya and darnell's new house once again all the girls are there minus one there's always three minus one it's either joan or tony's missing and tony's complaining about todd and she asked maya if she got some gangster friends that could beat him up i'm like damn you're trying to put out a hit on him Mm. I mean, I thought about it, too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's not the kind of thing I would do because I I feel like I would get caught. But come on now. He's been wilding. But they're walking through the house and it looks pretty cool. I don't know if this is a real house or not. I guess it is. They Mm -hmm. might have found a real house to film in. Loving the camera work. Great world building. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maya shows the guest room, which if you got a guest room, damn, y'all got it. right okay money bags (laughs) lynch trying to call dibs on the room and she shuts her down on that and then we move on to the master suite did y'all think it looked kind of small for a master suite yes it did i was like okay Mm -hmm. fine they call it master suite because there's a bathroom (laughs) peasant suite (laughs) oh that term master suite (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> so she's showing them the bathroom and she opens the door and Darnell's taking a shit in there. He's like, damn, Maya. That's our, our lovely Darnell with his, uh, what do you call it? Etsy? <laughs> with his, uh, what, what, what? Black exploitation. Black exploitation voice. And he ain't locked the door. Well, I guess he didn't realize they were there. It's his house. He don't got locked the door. Right. But his stomach, she's like, oh, his stomach been funny all day. He's been worried about something. And then we get a doorbell and it's Joan. Tell me about this outfit Joan was wearing. Give me, tell me what y'all think of I this. mean, they was trying to come for her. I thought it was cute. I mean, it's funny that they, uh, she was like, oh, where's the rest of your clothes? Maya says that. But I'm looking at this in 2023 like this is a regular day. Like, <laughs> I don't really see anything. Yeah, it was 2006. That time, it was pretty. Yeah. So I was like, it's, it was still a little, little much. Yeah, the boobage area, probably. Right? Like, yeah, yeah I didn't see anything with wrong with that. Well, they never had no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, that's how she rocked. That's how the outfits worked. But yeah, I think she was just making fun of her more because she didn't know she was going to a party. She thought, oh, I'm inviting you over for a housewarming and you're dressed like that. Mm, okay. But I loved it. I love the hair. It was very 60s girl group. It was given you know? a, a shout out to her mama. You know, they do her that mama. a lot. Yeah. yeah they do. Shout out to Miss Ross. Um, I just loved it. It might have been, even when Maya said, that's what I said, she says little stuff, like little shady stuff, which so the rest mm-hmm. of your clothes. It might have been like some shade toward her simply because they're not used to seeing Joan dressed like that. You see, they're covered mm. up and stuff like that. So she's probably like, where was your pose at? Like, girl, this is not, this ain't you. Yeah. This is not what you wear. Mm-hmm. Might have been a little shade in there a little bit too. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Joan's dressed like that and you see the way that Tony's dressed. It's like a complete swap from like the first season, you know, the the conservative wear versus the going out wear and um, in the two characters. It really tells a lot. Shadi loves her green though. Green is like green is her color. She wears it a lot. They really wrote that in to where green is when she knows, like when she about to step, she put that green on. Green money bag Joan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So when I actually watched this, when I saw the dress, I was like, oh, this is the one where she goes to that party. I had no idea. I thought that was the finale finale, like at the end. But Mm -hmm. this was the party episode. Mm-hmm. so um she's like sorry i'm late and everything and she's like i can't stay apparently it took two hours to get there because maya lives out in i don't know if y'all call it bumblefuck west bumblefuck bumblefuck she lives out there so it takes forever to get to her house and this will be a theme for the rest of the series about them referencing the fact that maya lives really far out from the city and it's hard to get to you got to spend a day damn i wonder how far drive is i think um well, Joan said it just took her two hours to get there. So I don't know if it was traffic right, it or... Joan drive really long or was Joan just... Lying. You know, fucking around. Yeah. Or lying. Shit. She does lie. I keep forgetting that she's like... Yeah. You be clocking it, Etsy, because I, I I always take it for face value what she's saying. Oh, no. Now that Joan is in her hot girl era, we gotta, we gotta really look and, and listen and read between the lines did it really take you two hours is it a two-hour drive which i highly doubt it because why would they live that far out i think it's closer to maybe about 40 ish minutes which is a long drive that's a while but joan probably stretched it to two hours because after she goes to the housewarming she gotta go to the party and remember she gotta get a gift for the housewarming so she probably did it last minute because she forgot um so that's gonna take some time then she gotta get back yeah. on the road you know how that goes so yeah all of that including we'll make it two hours plus probably traffic that she didn't yeah. anticipate that'll do it so joan explains she's going to the party of the year and maya just planned this little housewarming yesterday so she couldn't plan to to go to that if she's going to this hollywood party and she's been trying to get invited to this party for months it's up in the hills at this record producer's house and at his last party prince sang <laughs> everybody's gonna be there now, this sounds like, do you guys know um, Stevie Mackey, the vocal coach who does these? Yes. Taco Tuesday? Yes. And he has all these celebrities singing. Yes. Like, yeah, it's just... He has all the celebrities over and they just, he just plays the piano and they just have some drinks and sing, just like this party. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. I bet this happens a lot in LA. I also feel like, you know, as much as Joan is like, kind of complacent with her friends and such 
this hot girl era, you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? Go to these parties, do all this stuff. I can't falter for that part of it, right? Mm-mm. Right. Not at all. Because it can never come back around. Which sounds really bleak, but... I yeah, mean, you, I you can maintain it, but the way you maintain it is by keep going to the parties and keep having your face and your name yeah. out there. So you got to you gotta just keep on jogging on that. Right, and that's why all girlfriends are like equally trash because if they were really her friends, they would have no problem with her even putting her face out there and going to these events and lucky parties. I mean, she owns a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Plus, there's been many times where she's been there for them. And, then, and she's, yeah. you know, finally it's time to strike out on your own. Definitely. So she's like, everybody's gonna be there. Lynn says, we're not gonna be there. She says, of course not. It's for A-list people. <laughs> yeah, she tried it. Hey, little shady comment. Little Yo. shady comment takes me out. Yeah, and you hear the audience go, ooh, they, they knew. I mean, is Joan even A-list? Like, you're barely A-list. Joan Joan's is not A-list. Like She's probably a solid C-list. Like, maybe even D, because she's a restaurant owner. Like, Yeah, no one like, knows her by Joan Clayton. They just know right. restaurant. They just know She's all at the J-spot. Yeah. Right. And also A-list people are known nationally and internationally. I think she's more of a local local star. Yeah. She doesn't have any traction know. nationwide. Neighborhood star. People that live in that neighborhood, they go to their restaurant. <laughs> they go to their restaurant. <laughs> 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 unless, neighborhood star. Unless that restaurant, I don't know how that rest, how big that restaurant is in the girlfriend's Mara Brock Akil universe. Is it like the Nobu of that? Oh, universe? what the analog would be for that? I don't know. Yeah, like, what is it? Like, I don't know restaurants. We, we, <laughs> I couldn't I even say. I if it would get to that, you know, got to that point simply because they turned it into a sports bar. So, okay. It might be like a regular old bar, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, when you invite the, the football bros, it's a whole different, takes it down a little bit. Mm, no shade, yeah. By the way, most of the scene, Tony's not saying anything while Joan's just talking and explaining herself. And I don't even think Joan looks in Tony's direction the whole time. They're looking around each other. You know, like when you have tension with a friend, but you you have mutual friends and they invite y'all both to the same thing. And you just have to kind of, I won't look in your eye, but I'm going to talk around you. That's what Joan's doing in this scene. It felt so real. I've been there. I've been there. So while Joan's being a mean girl, um, she gives Maya her gift and says, your house is beautiful. Congratulations. And she goes to leave. And on the way out, Tony's like, hold up, Joan. Joan's like, sorry, Tony, I don't have a plus one. I was like, oh, my God. Mm. That was like, I'm just like, it's hard to say she's not being mean. It's hard to say. Right. But is that is she, she being malicious it. or is she just does she just lack self-awareness? I think both, actually. I think she's intending to be malicious, but I don't think she's aware of how harsh it's coming off. Mm. But I feel like what she said here, maybe you could say that for this because she would assume Tony's going to ask, oh, you got a plus one? Mm -hmm. But the previous comment of, oh, of course you're not going to be the only A-list people are there. Right. That mm -hmm. one, I don't know if I can excuse that one. That was her yeah. trying to be shady, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But her, even that silver that Tony's going to ask for plus one, knowing that the only thing Tony's been thinking about and going through is this battle with her child and her child's yeah. father. Why do you think the first thing she's going to say is, oh, can I go to the party and get you? She is not thinking about that. But because y'all yeah. don't talk like that anymore, you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much this is part of her life. Like this mm -hmm. court case is consuming her. But she says, I know things haven't been cool between us. But you're still my strongest character witness. I need you there. And Joan's like, okay, okay, I know. It's the most important day of your life. I get it. Main floor, courtroom 103, 9 a.m., okay. I'm like, damn. damn you don't even care. Do I really want you there at this point? Right. Why yeah. do you guys think there were, I mean, of course they had, they went through so much. They, they shouldn't have been friends anyway. Yeah. But why do you think that, like, so bad after the baby? Is it? More so because Tony's like, you're not here to me while I'm sitting at home with my baby? Or is it because y'all was like, oh, now it's what I started to do me and I want to bully you on you. I don't Ooh, know why the relationship dynamic you. got so bad, but... 
Mm. It did. It, it happened so quickly. Um, yeah. You know what it also might be? Just like piggy- piggybacking off of what you said was... So what I notice in a lot of friend groups is that people will have problems with stuff that people maybe say or do, but they wouldn't bring it up at that exact moment. Instead, they'll keep it in and like develop animosity for that individual. And then now that the roles have been reversed, right, for lack of a better word, now Joan can treat Tony how she perceived Tony to treat her earlier in their relationship, in their friendship. So it could also be that, like, she's kind of getting her lick back or what she perceived that Tony was being malicious towards her. It's all petty, Mm -hmm. but it happens. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of it is also what happens in friendships when one friend becomes more successful than the other and someone can't take it. I mean, when Tony had her baby around that same time, the restaurant started to pick up steam. So they kind of switched places in that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that, well, I don't know Tony to be too jealous, but I can imagine that Tony would be jealous that Joan gets to do all this stuff that she used to do and go out and be the socialite. Mm-hmm. And she has to stay home with the baby. I mean, she tried her best to go out with uh, that one guy she was dating, Michael Daniels, I think his name was, and mm-hmm. try to be that person that can still go out and be out there. And it didn't work out because she had no one to watch Morgan. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some, you know, jealousy there that Joan gets to do all this stuff. And of course, Joan not really paying attention to her friends is also hindering that as well. But mm-hmm. I think it's jealousy and envy, you know, like my man Puff say. Mm, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> take that. So we got this B story with William on a date and Shadi is boring. What happens in this scene, Etsy? Yeah, so he's on a date. He's like, listen, girl, I'm just going to have to cut this short. You're a really nice girl. Good luck starting the accountant firm. The bill and the valet will be taken care of. Just good night and God bless. Please. The loneliness, it hurts so bad. That's true. But it can't be as excruciating as this. And she's kind of like, please don't leave. And I'm like, bitch, stand up. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck wrong with you begging for a nigga? If you don't stand your ass up. Um. So he's like, no, we're fine. Um, and he, he, he skedaddles. That's that. Yeah, she was begging like she was like i don't want to be alone i was like damn i know they wasn't at that age where they about to have to start going buying cats and stuff like (laughs) girl you got time yeah (laughs) yeah like chill uh but we get this right after that scene we get this cool transition where someone walks past the screen Mm -hmm. and then it goes into the next scene i was like oh shit i know that's (laughs) right with the different camera work you know i love that shit i said <laughs> okay, Mara. That's a music video transition. Mara, Kelsey, whoever doing it. Go ahead. <laughs> so we get this party. Joan walks into this party. She's smiling. Now this scene, um, this cut of this scene actually is all one shot mm-hmm. for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that because there's a lot of choreography. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. One person doesn't hit their mark. You got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. Um if a background actor is doing something dumb, you got to start the shit all over again. So there's a lot that has to go into this and everyone doing it right. But we're following Joan around this party and we immediately notice she's overdressed. Mm. Everyone's looking at her. Uh, she's dressed in a very upscale manner. She didn't get the memo. And a lady says to her friend, what is she wearing? Her friend says, call girl. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and they're very close to Joan. I know she heard this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So moving along, walking through the party with Joan, we see all the reactions of the people looking at her as if something's wrong with her. She doesn't, I mean, everyone's looking at her like she's weird. I'd be like, oh, she's dressed nice. It's not how everyone else is dressed, but they're looking at her like, I don't know, like it's worse than it is. Yeah. Because they don't, they can't put a name to the face for one. And then they're just like, that you are invited to this party, they expect you to know how the fuck you're supposed to be dressed. Like, mm-hmm. Right. You look a mess. That's how they're looking at you. Yeah, if you're really one of us, you would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
it's also interesting that they call her like a call girl because this is not really a revealing outfit. Maybe I'm looking at through 2023. I'm used to these Fashion Nova fits where you can't see. You got about maybe one feet of fra- fabric. Like it's a long skirt. It's form fitting, yeah. but it's not super tight. She got a little cut. bit of clean cleavage, but it's like it's not crazy. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. Um, I think that if they wanted to make that point, they should have had her wear something else because she's overdressed, but she still looks great. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not like she looks bad, and she actually looked better than all them hoes that was talking shit about them. So it's not really. <laughs> It's true. Right. It's not given what they thought it was supposed to give. Even before at that kind of party, you should be dressed the way Joan was dressed. Yeah. Like, you should be dressed. They look mm-hmm. like they came from work, from the office. Yeah. If I was invited to a party like that, I would dress up a lot more than they were. It was a lot of jeans and sweaters and flats. Mm-hmm. Too much jeans for a party like that, mm-hmm. I feel like. So they're not really dressing her. Um, she goes to the bartender, orders a drink, and jokingly asks for a sweatshirt. So I'm going to ask you guys, before I get into the rest of it, what was the most cringe part of the party for you guys with her? Derek. Let's, let's not even talk about Derek. Okay, <laughs> shit. I would Besides say Derek. when she got sloppy, drunk, and did all that extra singing yes. and carrying it along. Only because what is you in public with like these people you don't know? Mm. And they don't look engaging. No, they don't. So you probably shouldn't get that drunk around them. It was very cringy because it's like, uh, it's like you have no manners, mm-hmm. no decorum about yourself. You just out here sloppy drunk from all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was very cringy to me because you're embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Etsy? Mm, I would have to agree because that was a public uh embarrassment whereas the scenes where she's with that photographer it's kind of just him and her and then i guess he calls yeah, everybody an ick girl so not a lot of people saw it and it was mm-hmm. like okay you could take your ellen piece but this where everybody can see it like ugh. yeah the one that i was like oh my god is this even real like i started to be like if, i mean i knew it was real because i've seen this episode a million times but it just felt like a dream the piano when the piano guy when he started talking to her while they were singing the song and everyone stopped singing mm-hmm. and looks at her. Are you okay? I mean, um, do you have friends? Because um, if you don't, she probably borrows some. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good. I just need to kind of let the Rico. <laughs> that didn't feel real, though. I felt like that yeah. gave, like, like musical you know mm. like in like in, in, in one of those musicals when you watch it on on film and then everybody stops in unison and then he looks and he's like hey baby you got any friends <laughs> it's just <laughs> it was giving spirit fingers like i don't know <laughs> let's be for real <laughs> yeah that was wild but we do see here in the scene Lim, the photographer i told you guys listeners to remember this guy um he photographed her for the cover of the magazine that Wayne Brady got her. He called her an it girl. So she goes over and sits next to him and there's two people already talking to him. And as soon as she sits down, they immediately get up as if like, oh, we don't want to be a part of this. Like this girl's weird. Which is like weird, really strange. But he doesn't remember her. I don't, I don't know. Did you find that he doesn't actually remember her or he just didn't care? He just wanted to sit in with the crowd and Part of me hate saying this and being like this, but she was like, I could count on my hand. Maybe just Joan out of the people of color that were in there. Mm. And they were, I think, they, the way they were treating her was kind of like this trashy black girl that's mm. here. And then I think he just kind of wanted to be like, no, I don't know this girl. Okay. Or I'm pretending like I don't know him. But I feel like he knew exactly who she was. Yeah. Because you sat there and you photographed her. I mean, as a photographer, you know who you photograph. Absolutely. Yeah. That is literally your job. And it kind of made me, it kind of irritated me watching it as I got older because I'm like, so y'all do this to the only black girl that's here? Mm. And then, yeah. uh, piggybacking off what Jasmine was saying, and also, it got me thinking, 
to those other two bitches that tried it oh did it did you did it just give call girl because she's black how they like to hypersexualize black women because it wasn't really yeah, nothing I mean, that she had on was giving call girl so that's a good point like if she was white what would they, they would be like oh it's just that's Frank. just oh, claire sh- she's just <laughs> yeah i'm like oh that's my right or even yeah. or even just oh why did she wear that it's not the it's not she's not in dress code right that call girl yeah. i kind of think that's the the side i came from not just for what she's wearing but not a, what is she doing here because we don't know her but what is she doing here because black people don't typically get invited to these type of parties Ooh, that's she did say it. that she was trying to get on that list for months any type of function yeah. it don't matter what the fuck it is you gotta try to get on it for months baby it's not for you okay no it's not yeah well you know joan she don't give up when stuff like that happens she don't she don't take no for an answer with men, with nothing. Mm-hmm. Better than me. I don't walk there. Everybody looking at me. Oh, it's time for me to go. I don't. Oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I would've been out. Mm-hmm. I don't play that. I'm not gonna have an uncomfortable time at a party. Right. And stay there all night. Like mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. And you see, like the black people that were there for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was black Talk or Spanish or something. Talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. He was just there to entertain them. Mm-hmm. Dang. See, I ain't never saw that about this scene. <laughs> Jasmine. You're really <laughs> bringing it home right now, for real. Period. But even though Joan addresses him by name, he says, honey, I'm gay. <laughs> Go work your magic somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, he thinks she's a sex worker. But my thing is, though, is that, like, why well, I didn't think that he thought he was a sex worker? Because you know who he, you know who she is. You know she owns that restaurant. You know that she's making money. Why would he say that? So I think that what he means is, I'm not trying to I'm not looking for anybody romantic because I'm gay not the whole sex worker thing like you know when mm-hmm, okay. you just chilling somewhere and you see a cute guy but then you find out that he's gay I think it's something like that but that's what he thought that she was um getting at but I mean I think that he would he just said that to be funny because everybody named mama know just by looking at you that you gay Monica like nobody that's just- your <laughs> is like please stop this woman was with you for hours she knows that you're gay okay yeah he was just trying to act funny style in front of them crackers to not be associated with her yeah because he did like as soon as you sit down those other two people got up he was talking to and he looked like he wanted to go with them but he was like torn like he was kind of shifting like what do i do Mm -hmm. this just gave me like high school vibes yeah like the nerdy girl and she's trying to fit in with the quote-unquote cool people and he's trying to act like he doesn't remember her motherfucker you remember her you was with her for hours taking photographs of her see i don't think my mental capacity will work for that and i was just the hill off him goddamn pay you nothing played me like that remember come on you call me an it girl i'm an it girl (laughs) honey yeah I once called Seven Campbell the It's Girl. I once called Seven Campbell the It Girl. I mean, when he said <laughs> that, Seven, he I mean, in, in a sense, Seven Campbell was once. I he mean, meant that. <laughs> Considering he said, honey, I'm gay, so. <laughs> that brings me back to whole, the, she needs clarity. She needs guidance because she needs to realize that this industry is very fake and fickle and that they call anybody anybody like yep. so what that line that he said resonated out of everything that he said to her throughout that party yeah they call everybody it called okay everybody the next hot thing please don't let that shit get to your head because they're all fake as fuck yeah so he eventually walks away she grabs another drink because she's not having a good time and she just drinks away her sorrows and we have another guy walk by the camera and we get another transition back to maya's house mm-hmm Lynn and Maya are sitting next to the fireplace. Lynn's like, is there any more wine? And Maya's like, oh, you're trying to get too drunk so you you can't drive home so you can stay over. But I'm not having it. And then Lynn says something really, really, like, prescient. She's like, you know, I'm worried. I'm worried about this friends group. Mm -hmm. It feels like the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "I, I feel like we're all drifting apart. You moved out to the boonies. Tony's got a kid. Jones going to A-list parties and doesn't have time for us. Mm. Which is very, I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, when Lynn said that, um, 
it could have been true, but we saw them in their mid-20s, and now you guys are older. Everybody had something going on, but Lynn. So that friends group was the only thing mm. that was in place for her for so long. So I don't think necessarily it was drifted apart, aside from Tony Joe. I think it was everybody's outgrowing the girls' nights every night, the staying out as well, party all the time. Can't do it anymore. You can hang out, we can hang out. And for Lynn, it was like, oh, but I can still hang out now. So I feel like my friend group is drifting apart. But right. that was only constant in her life. So I think that's why Lynn kind of felt that way, maybe. Yeah. Because she don't got much going on like the other girls do. So it feels like everybody's drifting apart away from her mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. just drifting apart in general. Mm-hmm. That's probably why she decides, she decides to start making a song and say the house is her muse and decides to run into the guest room and lock the door. She just wants to stay close to Maya. She doesn't want to break this stuff up. And Lynn ain't got no car, right? So how's she going to get all the way up to how Maya's she get, house? Well, get home? well, Maya does say, like, you're trying to get too drunk so that you can't drive home. That's mm. what you're doing. Because she keeps asking for more alcohol. So she has a car. I don't know. Who, I mean, I didn't think she could afford one, but she has a car. Wait, is that the car that, remember, Sandy bought her a car to apologize? Oh, yeah. Is that the car? I don't know. I don't know if she took that. She didn't like no. it or something, I remember. I thought, well, it could be. Let's say it's that. Because she, I don't know how else she got a car. We're back at the party. Joan's dancing out on the lawn. This is what we are talking about earlier. She's drunk as fuck. Um, she's doing a lot with her hands. That's when you know. Mm-hmm. When someone's dancing with their hands too much. And she sees a, like a bunch of people, like a group of four white people. And they do not look happy. Mm. To, they're not joining in. They're not smiling. They're looking at her crazy. She asked one of the guys to dance with her. He says, no, I have polio. I was like, fuck. Fine. I think he's French, too. She starts talking to her boobs, telling them to stay in their place. And then she goes in the bathroom to puke. Lim is there. And he, like, stands over her and says, oh, you are so boogie nights. Which, I don't know that. You guys seen that movie? I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. I've never seen it. So I don't get that reference. I don't know what that means. Listeners, let us know what that means. Me neither. She's like, I'm so embarrassed. And he's like, oh, honey, where was this self-awareness when you were out on the dance floor? And then he hears music and he goes, oh, they got Eric to play. Okay, bored with you. Bye. I love the bored with you. Bye. Because I do get bored with people sometimes. And I don't Mm -hmm. say bored with you, but I'll walk away. I'm weird like that. (laughs) But while she's continuing to throw up, we hear everybody outside yelling, Puerto Rico. And then the guy plays piano and they just keep singing it mm-hmm. so this is when she walks back into the party right and everyone he stops playing and everyone looks at her did y'all notice that her hair got longer am i tripping mm. was it curled up she came and then it kind of did it, did it drop a little bit was that what that it was didn't look like that it looked like more hair like maybe this was a pickup shot they did later on or mm, it was before, but shot. it looks significantly mm. different so it, this is when eric looks over stops playing and says Hey, you got friends? Because if you don't, you should borrow some. She's like, no, I'm good. She walks away and goes, Puerto Rico. And everybody at the party is just silently looking at her. She has puke on her chest, too. So maybe that's why they're looking at her and staring at her. I don't know. She probably smells, too. Mm -hmm. But she finally leaves the room and they start playing again. That's another thing. As soon as she leaves the room, it's right back to what was happening. That's why it seems so, like, dreamlike. It's given it's given high school musical or something. I don't know, Chicago. I was thinking like, you know, anxiety horror, like mm. like a Jordan Peele movie. Jordan Peele. And like Ari Aster. You mm-hmm. guys seen Hereditary or Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um it it's giving that kind of cult. horror. Yeah, like a cult, especially them yelling in unison like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And they probably all, all at her. know each other there and know what happened. Considering he was like, Oh, we got such and such to play. So right. they probably all know each other and they know what's about to happen. Probably saying the poor people saw the poor. And mm. considering that everybody was in innocence just staring at this girl when she walked out there, Barbara like, oh, well, she's not a part of the group, so she's not allowed to go on with us. So I feel like that's probably what they all thought, which is stupid. Yeah. But it's also it, like, yeah, definitely gave those vibes. If she's so... She would stick out like so much of a sore thumb. How did she get the invite to this party? This thing isn't even making sense. Like, yeah, like if she, I mean, we we be at some of these things that we we, we be we be praying, we do. 
And then it's like, <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you stick out that much, you wouldn't have been invited. Like, trust right. me and believe me, you would not have been there. So they know exactly who they're inviting. They don't just invite anybody. Wayne Brett, he invited her? He didn't invite her. Oh, 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 you asking if he invited her? No, he, he yeah. don't like her. He, he snip snipped her after that last episode when she was like, nah, I'm dating Javon Dennis. Yeah, he so. don't like her he don't fuck with her no more so this isn't even really yeah. making a lot of sense um i think they're just using the guy it playing the piano wouldn't he be the guy isn't it his house he's playing the piano there he'd be the person inviting people mm-hmm. oh let's say just kind of sent out like an invitation to the j spot or something that was like hey or the magazine company maybe just to shield from the cover of the magazine the owner of the j spot is invited blah 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 Mm, maybe it was yeah. out like that yeah for all we know they said owner of the j-spot william could have went and they would have been like oh right. owner of the j-spot it will work acceptable because he's a man and yeah. another thing is that even though there is a decent amount of people there it is a bit intimate for a mansion like there isn't that many people there so that's another thing that i was mm-hmm. thinking of like if it's a very right. intimate party like why are you here like, how did you get invited? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's an interesting one. But next scene, we see Tony arriving at Todd's house. Etsy, you got this? Yeah, Tony is pretty much saying, listen, I got home tonight and Morgan wasn't there. And it dawned on me that I would have to use get used to her not being there. So she's trying to cop a plea. You feel me? Like, <laughs> she, yeah. she knows that that assault charge don't look good. And she's just like, you really want to take a child away from their mother? Like, be fucking for real. I still hate that whole, she, he's, he's using that assault charge thing. Because it's just, right. she didn't just walk up to that lady and just hit her for no reason. You know, mm-hmm. like, she's not a violent person. Where she would have did it Mm-hmm. Definitely. So he invites her in to see Morgan. And we see William in, in traffic listening and dancing to the famous Banana Split song. Mm. Did you notice? This must be a <laughs> smash. Uh, in their world, this is a smash. Number one for months. I mean, it's not a bad song. It's very like... That just felt like Juicedora. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know well, much you know, about Not it, because though. I heard personally, but because of the gang. Mm. <laughs> i've been seeing that clip pop up of uh dion telling derwin oh uh i know you slept with drew or something like that and then melanie's there i'm like i don't care about none of this like it's mm. not i don't watch that show so i'm like and people are like oh my god when this happened it was crazy i'm like you gotta care. watch it because this spit off the girls be wanting us to do a um they be wanting us to do a whole a whole pod on it and we're not that's <laughs> it's not it don't hit for me i don't know we did the um the spinoff yeah we did that episode like two weeks ago yeah. and we watched a few episodes of the first season just to get like get acquainted yeah and it still didn't make me want to go to episode four i was done um but my sister watches it so we had her on to kind of like guide us to who is who and what their their mission is in the series and what happens but i just can't get into it i don't know why mm-hmm so while he's in traffic, Monica pulls up in the car next to him. Jasmine, what do you think of Monica for William? Good or nah? You know, as far as his career goes, she kind of helps him with his ambition. But as far as him as a human with some decency, I don't like her. I don't really like her. Yeah. Simply because, I mean, she broke herself. She don't have to let her parents do. And so she wants William to obtain all it is to be able to keep her, but she can't keep it herself without her pair. So I don't really, Martha's just fake to me. Yeah. She comes off as this is what I want to be. So this is how, and I got to do whatever I got to do to get here. So I don't really like Monica. I feel like she took the sun out of William. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well said. I pose a question to that where, we talk a lot about Nepo babies and things like that, right? So are you really broke if your parents are rich? Like, you know? No, you're not really broke. But I would say <laughs> you, you don't have the hustle and ambition that mm-hmm. you're trying to instill in William because your parents have the money. 
not mm-hmm. you. So all this hustle ambition, it's a table return, but you really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I get it. So that's why she has William, because she can't. She's like, I can coach you on how to do it, but I can't do it myself. Like Hitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I see that. That's really good. Do they make a good couple? Do we like them together? What are her thoughts on, on long term? No. <laughs> no. It depends. Well, William likes, apparently likes yeah, to be he likes coached it. in that way. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. fine with it. I just think you shouldn't be with someone that's trying to coach William you like that. William likes a mother. Yo, mm-hmm. he loves his mama. So if he can have somebody that can be in place with his mama when she's not there 24-7, then that's, that's what that's what he's going to do. And that's why he likes Monica. Mm-hmm. But as far as him be with somebody that broke the sun out of him, um, I wish he never sabotaged Yvonne because well, I wouldn't say he sabotaged her. I'm mm-hmm. saying that was kind of the relationship yeah. itself. But they he has some issues. Like, mm-hmm. she, she let him be herself, I feel like. You know, he was able to still hang out with his friends because he's a girlfriend and he was still able to hang out with the guys and stuff like that. And I feel like she was okay with it. So, that's probably the only person I like William with. Mm, that's a good. Um, no, did not click. That's for a me. really good question to pose to the Twitter girlfriends. Who's better for William, Yvonne or Monica? That's a good poll. I'll think on that. Um, that, that that is a good poll. But who's better for William? But who does William need in his life? Does he need a Monica? Or does he need an Yvonne? Right. William's successful on his own. Right. He, he need needs somebody that can equally be as, as ambitious as him. And that would either be Yvonne or honestly, Sharon, who made partner. Who's Sharon? Oh, because oh, 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 oh. I remember her. Sharon Upton Farley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like, I don't even know if Yvonne's good for him. It was, there was stuff going wrong there too. And have we even yeah. met that individual yet? I don't know if we've met that person. Right. So um, he tells Monica, I've been trying to reach you. She goes, yeah, I know. I wish you would stop. <laughs> I love the way she delivers these lines. It's great. It's very, like, matter of fact. I'm so sorry I dumped you for Joan. That was a big mistake. Thank you. Have a great night. And he continues to chat uh, with her the same way through the traffic. Mm-hmm. And they find out, we find out that the matchmaker doesn't charge women. And I'm like, that's a really good business model. Gang, gang. Somebody that's gets awesome. it. awesome. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you'll just have a complete sausage party going on. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't have any women. That's why it's like when you go to the club and women get in free mm-hmm. before midnight or something. She keeps pulling up her car to, like, get away from him. So he gets out of the car to talk to her. And he wants to try it again. He wants to, he wants to get back with her. He said they worked on every level. When we were together, we worked. Right? We were a team. We had common goals and interests. We were compatible. You slept on the right side of the bed. I slept on the left. The optimal temperature for the both of us is 75 degrees. Now that's two less arguments in our lives right there. <laughs> Face it, Monica. We make sense. Monica's not trying to hear it, though, because she doesn't need that stuff. She wants, uh, she wants more. She wants romance. And she wants to make the light, so she speeds off. And he gets back in his car. Her wanting romance is so awkward to me because that's not what you wanted before. Yeah. You didn't care anything about it. She did not care. It was all work. It was all business for her. Well, we don't know where Monica is right now in her business life where now that she has established that, maybe parents got her a good job, whatever the case may be, now she has the the room to want romance, right? Not of yeah. things that she needs are covered and not taken mm-hmm. care of. Now it's about what you want. Now she's a lover girl because she don't got to be <laughs> <laughs> worrying about yeah. financial stuff. That could be. Everybody changes. Right. Um, so next we are at M- uh, Maya's house again. Lynn stowed away in the guest room. She's not leaving. She's calling it Lynn's music room. And Darnell comes out to see what the commotion is. And Maya's like trying to get him to help. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, let her stay. It's fine. What's the big deal? And Maya's like, nah, hold up. What's going on with you? Something's wrong. And he denies it. And she's like, nah, what is it? Because he hates her friends. So letting her stay is just not on par with what he typically goes for, what he does. Mm-hmm. 
So Maya's like, you've been in the bathroom all day. Now you're talking all this mess. What's wrong with you? You worried about the mortgage? He's like, no, it's not the house. Bill Lester called. He wants me to join a pit crew right away. And she's excited until she hears that it's in my home state of Florida. Mm. She's like, what now? Damn. I'm going to pose this. I was going to say, pretending you ain't seen the rest of the show, but I'm going to ask Etsy because she's less familiar with this. Mm-hmm. What do you think Maya should do? They just bought a house. But he's not getting paid for this. You know that. Remember? Yeah, that the too. internship, right? That and Shabari, the school, like, he ain't graduating in no time soon. Maya can really get up and go wherever because, you know, she's she's an author, but they just bought a house it's not enough it's not enough of a tangible thing to make such a sacrifice because that he's not getting paid i mean y'all gonna have to long distance it for a little bit i don't know how much she's gonna trust him because we've all seen what darnell is capable of but it is what it is if a nigga gonna cheat he gonna cheat that's that on that (laughs) um (laughs) but no we we gotta stay here what am I? Yeah. It's too much. But she already agreed. She said that he could try this thing out. No. She doesn't know it would be in Florida. Go ahead and try it out. You go ahead and try it out. I'm going to be here paying the bills. I got a kid. I'm, yeah. I'm going to up and take this boy out of school. And what? I don't even know if that's possible to sell the house so soon when they just bought it. Like, is there I don't a think you time frame that needs to be in between that? And they just moved everything in, too. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, and even though she's far away from the girls or whatever amount of drive, but they still live in the same, in the same city. Like, her support system is there. Mm-mm. It's not paid. I wouldn't stop yeah. him from going. We, we're just going to have to long distance it. How long is the internship? Yeah. Six months? What? What is it? Yeah. Because we you can't, can't stop him from going, I guess. <laughs> we, I mean, you can, but I wouldn't just because it might turn into something that's paid. And at the end of yeah. the day, um, that's right. what she's her job isn't something where she needs to be in L.A., but uh-uh, that shit ain't paid. We just bought a house. I'll, yeah. I'll see you. The house complicates things. Yeah, for sure. I already had Jamari Young, but why did you wait until mid-30s to even try to work on a pit crew? Like, when her mama was there while Jamari was young and helping take care of her, why didn't you seize the opportunity then? And y'all probably could have yeah. been a lot further along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it didn't pop into his head until recently to mm-hmm. try this shit. Yeah. Um, He's having a quarter life crisis or like a. Yeah. What was it? Is it called a quarter life? One day about 30 something? I've heard know. of that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have the house. I could probably see it being like, okay, let's go down to Florida, see what this is about. But the house is like, mm-hmm. y'all put everything into this. <laughs> you can't leave now. That would mean he can leave, but not everybody else. And it right. also, for me, poses the question that if you know that this pit crew, whatever, is something that you really want to do, right? And you know that it could possibly lead you out of state. Why even buy a house? Why not just stay at the apartment that mm-hmm. you're at on? And feel it out a little bit now that you've actually agreed to take this whole pit crew thing serious. Yeah. Why they even do that? On that? Since they made the decision to try it out while they were in the apartment. Exactly. Right. It isn't like they moved into the house and then came up with the idea. Y'all were in the apartment when he came up with the idea. So Right. Because once I feel like when you buy in a house that is where you are stationed and you're not like a yeah. fucking multi-millionaire that's where you're stationed that's your home you're base down roots yeah that's yeah. where you're gonna stay for a very long time so nobody yeah. thought about that <laughs> right it's not that's probably why he was uh shitting all day <laughs> i think about that shit. <laughs> so we get back to the party and we see derek he arrives there he got invited too and not, uh, not surprising oh my god Derek you're here yes Joan 
I mean, I'd be some big-time basketball player, but I still get invited to parties. Of course, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just that I, I, I'm glad to see a familiar face. Now, she is super drunk at this point. You know, she's like, I've been drinking. My cell phone's dead. Can you give me a ride home? And <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny how he delivers these lines because he is just so non-caring. He's like, why would I do that? She's like, because it would be dangerous for me to drive home. He says, ha, huh, then you shouldn't. What do you think of Derek's rant, guys? Favorite parts? Best lines? It was very sassy. It, it was very sassy. And it's also like, it wasn't Landon because what he was saying ain't true. He goes, you ain't that fine. False. You ain't that funny. You're on the cover. You ain't that mm. funny. False. <laughs> Just because she's drunk, that doesn't negate yeah. everything else. But he wanted to be sassy and he knew that um, she was in a vulnerable position. But I, I mean, girl, I ain't asking no nigga who I played for a ride home. Like, this is how you know she knew to this yeah. hot girl shit. Like, <laughs> you can't be, put yourself in a position for you to be asking no nigga who you don't fuck with for anything. Because they are waiting for the opportunity to be like, ha, 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 boo, boo. I'm not going to take yeah. you. They sassy. Yeah, exactly. But in a word, but the saying on some real hot girl shit, she would have been able to go wrap that up real quick and wrap them back around her finger and be able to get that ride home. Let him have a little rent and then keep it the player. But she was just so drunk up, she probably didn't even realize what was going on. Mm. Yeah, she didn't seem as witty she, and with it. Like, yeah, she probably could have been able to charm him if she mm-hmm. wasn't drunk. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> he seemed very... I don't know if she would have been able to charm him. He seemed very much like, you know, a bitch you got beef with. And if you got beef with her, you got beef with her forever. Like, that's what it was given. <laughs> because- <laughs> I mean, yeah, but as a, as a man, I feel like if he's still bringing up the other dude, He's butthurt, meaning any chance he's giving to scoop back in, skedaddle back in, he's going to take it. Otherwise, we'll be bringing up the other man. I feel like he's so butthurt that it's still kind of fresh to where you can be like, okay, I'm sorry, let's try this again. And he'll be like, okay. Mm. Like, I feel like that's why he yeah. was so hurt. Because he's still, she it's had like been like, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, let's try it. Let's try it one more time. Like, it was wrong what I did just to get the ride. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. We were talking about how Derek gives incel characteristics and you're yeah. in a car alone with this guy. Oh, he yeah. could be playing you right back and take you somewhere and do something to you. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of true crime. I talked about this off air with uh, with Jasmine. And that's the type of shit I'd be thinking about. Like he could play her back. Yeah. In the car. So And it's like, I know it was 2000 and sick so uber wasn't the thing but like girl you don't got no cash cash. you can't call a cab like what is this acting like she's stranded you got go into the house they got a landline right yeah call call william right see what he doing yeah see if he can come by and get you lynn what's she doing probably nothing and lynn got a a landline somewhere tell it tell lynn you give you'll give her twenty dollars right yeah to come through That's and what I was like yeah there's other things that she could have did to avoid it just because i don't really like being in a position to be asking no nigga for nothing and then he think he got something over me like nigga you mm-hmm. thought you had tea on me you was sipping piss bitch like, i was never finna leave my mercedes it is your vans or was, no it was a porsche yeah, i'll never leave porsche. my porsche in this random house at the hill we was gonna sleep in that car until we sobered up okay uh, a couple. I mean, you don't know when you're gonna sober up, though. I mean, considering she threw up, I don't know when I get drunk and I throw up. I kind of start sobering up right away. Mm. So how about this? Okay. Have Lynn bring William's ass up, and then both of y'all, and then William could drive your car back. How about that? Right. That there were so work. many other things she probably could have did. There's, yeah, there's ways. She like or go find go the, in the house and drink water, mad water, yeah. <laughs> drink water, and drinking Lot water, water. <laughs> so you can drive yourself home. Mm-hmm. Even if it's till three in the morning, because you're just out here in these heels stranded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs to be somewhere in the morning. So this Ooh, has to get rectified quickly. Yeah, she does. And I don't know if she's thinking of that. Is that why she needs to get home or she just needs to get home? But if you know you got to be somewhere in the morning, even if you make it home within the next, let's say it's 3 a.m., you make it home in the next few hours. Yeah, you got to shower, you got to do whatever. You might want to take a quick nap. I don't know, but 
you got to be somewhere in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I would have tried everything. But we get our final, final scene. is William hanging out on the road with his flashes on, just singing in his car, some old school uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Mm-hmm. But that's the end of the penultimate episode of season six. Party over here. So next is our Oh Hell Yes moment. We'll start with our guest. Jasmine, what is your Oh Hell Yes moment? Honestly, <laughs> people were looking look crazy, but when Derek checked Joan. I'm really sorry that things didn't work out between us, but I, I think you're going a little too far. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, but I guess it wasn't too far. You sleeping with me to get the cover of the magazine or you playing me by saying that you love me. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm on a roll now. See, you just lucked into this it girl thing. Mm. Oh, my God. The enemy snapped back into reality. You know what? <laughs> I was going to choose that, but I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to sound a certain way. She needed to be stabbed back into reality. Cause girl, be so for real. Like, so it's not bad, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Etsy, what's yours? Mm. My oh hell yes is the matchmaker not charging women. Period. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Period. I like that. That 20K can go somewhere else. <laughs> hell Period. yeah. For mine, I do like the the Derek read, but I like it from a different standpoint. I love drama on TV shows. I love that that moment that makes the audience go, ooh, what? Like, I love that shit. So I love it on that level. Like, I hate that he got that over on her like that, but I love that kind of writing that just, you know, it's like that twist in the story, that thing that you remember from the episode. So that's my oh hell yes moment. And that's it. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for being on our show and hey. being our guest. You did an amazing job. You really blew my mind. Thank you. Um, and we really love having you here. To see things. She clocked. Away. She clocked it. She really did. <laughs> so where can the fans find you? So I'm on Instagram at the T-H-E Jasmine. That's with an S and an E. So J-S-M-I-N-E. You're white like the color underscore. And then Facebook at Jasmine White. And then my TikTok is the same by Instagram, the Jasmine White underscore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, head over to TikTok. Her videos are great. <laughs> I like them. You should do more. <laughs> Just find other episodes. Yeah, I got to get back off there and see what episode I want to do next. I wanted to get on the whole um, Maya and Stan thing, which mm-hmm. only because, like, I'm not condoning it, but we're not going to act like Flex Alexander when he was there now, he wasn't feeding Cecily Strawberries, but that's he another conversation, I guess. He was cheating too. Okay. We talked about that. <laughs> People like to ignore it because he was a different right. he was a different character. He was a different actor. But come on now. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a good one. Head on over to our TikTok at Hell Yes Girl, our Twitter at Hell Yes Girl if you want to speak to us and talk to us about girlfriends. Also, we have merch. Check out our pinned tweet on our page and head over to your favorite podcast platform, rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And also a reminder, after the season finale of season six, we'll be going on a month-long hiatus before we hit season seven. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that. Next episode is called dot, 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 ain't nothing over there. Mm-hmm. So we will have a guest on that one as well. Damn. And that'll be our season finale. I know all the guests were like, we got to come toward the end because <laughs> it's getting hot. It is Especially since, you know, everybody knows this. Tony's about to leave. So, right. You know, just the way it is. People, mm-hmm. you know, these are like the really crucial episodes. So check us out next week for that. And until then, I am Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. I am Jackson. (laughs) And we'll see you next week, guys. Be safe. Bye.